During the last few years, we've ventured into a lot of different fields. And we've had the opportunity to meet and work with a lot of wonderful people. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing, that it was all started by a mouse. to the wall daily this is episode 77 and if you do not know us yet we're a disney couple one of us is a disney fanatic the other is disney challenged but somehow we've made a way to make this relationship work yeah what's up nothing it's raining a lot down here in miami yeah we're anticipating a lot of rain for the next couple days i think Mm -hmm. yeah what were you gonna say i was just gonna say how I like how there's, you know, just sunny skies and then you see a lightning strike behind you and you didn't even realize that it was going to be a storm. Yeah, Miami's weird and like that, but uh, let's get into headlines. Okay. My first headline is passholder previews for Galaxy's Edge at Hollywood Studios have commenced. Cool. We are not going. Okay. We did not register. Actually, no, I take it back. You have to be a certain type of passholder to get the pass holder preview. And I believe our passes do not qualify us for that. Mm. So we couldn't register, but I mean, registration was sold out pretty quickly anyways. However, my brother who has this fancy pass was able to register and he's actually there right now. Oh, cool. As we speak. You should be videotaping it all since we will not experience it. On a camcorder? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> he ran out of his vhs so he, he couldn't do it oh okay <laughs> so yeah so that's going on and i've been trying to abstain from like reviews because i don't want to spoil it because mm-hmm. nobody likes spoilers yeah yeah but there have been a lot of reviews online if you're interested to see how it is definitely check out any one of the many disney news outlets to see what they're saying about it cool next headline The Haunted Mansion at Disneyland is celebrating its 50th anniversary, August 9th. Nice. That's a big deal because it's going to be a big merchandise event for collectors. So there's going to be pins, shirts, hats. There's these light up jugs that feature some of the ghosts and they're pretty, pretty cool. And what's even cooler about the 50th anniversary is you do not have to be in Disneyland to celebrate with all the merchandise. Because it's going to be at Magic Kingdom as well. Oh, cool. Yeah, so it can be, it's going to be at primarily Memento Mori and uh, the Ye Old Christmas Shop. But anyways, it's going to be at Walt Disney World as well. So you don't have to worry about uh, missing out on all the goodies. There's probably going to be a lot of lines, though, to get to the stuff. So plan ahead. I will. Not you, (laughs) but one would want to plan ahead. (laughs) All right. My last headline, food and wine. A lot 
of stuff has been announced about food and wine. So now the E to the B concert, a lot of the acts have been announced. Um, Boys to Men is coming back. Super excited about that. Um, the pass holder gifts have also been released. So the magnets have been released. One's going to feature Remy, another is going to feature Minnie. And if you're a pass holder and you go four times to food and wine, instead of like a little cutting board that you got in the past, you know what you get this time? Coasters. Oh, cool. I'm excited about that. Yeah. So it's a lot easier to carry, I'm sure. Well, the cutting board was about the size of a coaster, to be honest. It was bigger than that. It was about the size of a coaster and a half. Yeah. <laughs> so, did you get one? No, I didn't, because oh. I did not go four times. Mm. Cra- when does Food and Wine start? It starts back again. at the end of August. Oh Let's God. see what the exact date is. I can see that real quick. As she types away. Ooh. Off into the abyss of Google. Uh, August 29th. Okay. Yeah. So it's coming up very, very shortly. And then it lasts until November 23rd. And by then, there's already going to be so much Christmas stuff going on. You won't even realize that food and wine is going on. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Well, that's going to creep up quickly. Yeah. Speaking of creeping up quickly, the (laughs) (laughs) the first Halloween party is also happening in less than two weeks. Oh, that's so stupid, man. You really think so? Yeah, it's way too... Like, all right. There's controversy about Halloween too, because they people are trying to advocate to make Halloween the last Saturday of the month of October. Did you hear about that? Ooh, no, but that is a great idea. Yes, and it's because of, you know, like some people are like the purists of tradition where it's like, they are like, no, it has to be on the 31st. But like, if it lands on a Wednesday, you know, like it's kind of, it kind of sucks for like kids and stuff. And like, there's all kinds of things that goes around to planning and I feel like it doesn't suck for kids. It sucks for parents. Well, that's, yeah, well, that's what <laughs> yeah. I mean. Like it sucks for like the experience of the parents, but even sometimes for the kids, if like one, they can't, they're, they they can not do things during the day to get ready True. or whatever, or like, you know, it's a school night, the parent has to work the next day or the parents actually working that day. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's all kinds of things that could cause problems, but so, so, so people are advocating to move it to, to the last Saturday of the month to accommodate for all those types of things and make it like a nice experience for, the, for most parents. Mm-hmm. That's something I could potentially get on board with. But moving Halloween months ahead of time does not make any sense. But, so we're not moving Halloween months ahead of time. What we're doing You're is, basically moving Halloween. What we're doing <laughs> is giving many families the opportunity to experience Halloween because the party happens on so many different days. So all the problems that you just mentioned could potentially be alleviated because it's moving up early and it's on multiple days now. Yeah. I don't know. I just think it's too... And it probably just confuses kids too, you know? Like, <laughs> like well, Mackenzie. Like our niece thinks that Disney is her birthday place now. Like, it's like, we're going to the place where my birthday is. No, no, no. She, she, it's more like, we're going to my birthday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what Disney you're doing is her birthday. Like, that's where Halloween is at any given time of the year. <laughs> well, then it's up to the parents to, or aunts and uncles <laughs> yeah. to explain the difference. Well, anywho. Anywho. Enough about Halloween. Okay. August. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about it more in a couple weeks. Okay. Okay. Really quick. We're, we're done with headlines specifically, but I just want to say something as a small PSA and actually kind of a question to you. If I, you know how I really, really enjoy the theming of a lot of different lands in Walt Disney World? 
Yes. Dino Land comes to mind, number one. Yes. Trying to explain the majesty and mystique of Dino Land USA is very challenging. How would I better do that? Not just Dino Land, but how would I better do that to you? Like, for you? How would you explain theming? Yeah, like, how, what would be the best approach to be like, we're walking into Dino Land, or we're walking into Harambe, and I'm trying to explain why every little detail is amazing, and it all contributes to the story. What, how would I best do that? Directly to me or the general public? Let's say to you. Well, to me, I feel like I already have an understanding as to what theming is. I feel like that's the hard part is like, what is? what do you mean by theming mm. is like the bigger question that a, a general person that does not know Disney would ask. And that's what like I didn't know previously. But now that I've heard so much theming explanations, when you start to explain the theming, I already, I'm already starting to put it together. So are you trying to say that I'm not getting the theming thing? No, no. What I'm trying, well, the reason why I asked the question is because I, my wheels were turning after I saw this meme on Instagram about, it was like a meme of meets random girl at party, explains all of the wonders of Dino Land USA. Yeah. Like to some random person. And I'm like, oh yes, I would do that. But how would I do it effectively? Yeah. So that's why I asked because it was, I was inspired by the meme to wonder. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if you're explaining it to someone that's never, like, doesn't understand Disney at all, I think it's like explaining uh, this, that a theme is really a storyline that they created. I feel like that's, like, the best way to do it. It's like Disney has come up with, like, these storylines, and they've immer- and it immerses you physically in those storylines, a.k.a. theming. Okay. So if I were to say, hey, so-and-so... Let me tell you about the story that's happening here. No, let me tell you about Dino Land USA. There's actually a crazy story behind it. Isn't that what I said? No. Okay. You didn't. You said it. You said it similarly, but I'm trying to give you the best way to do it, and that's the best way. Okay. This is Harambe. Not, let me tell you a story. It's not, <laughs> it's not oh, how you started. I see. I see. I see. I see. Okay. Cool. Well, anyways, thank you for that. Sure. But let's move on. Okay. Because today, we're going to be going off into kind of uncharted territory for both Richie and myself. We're going to be talking about the Disney Marathon. Dun, dun, dun! Yes. And the reason why we're going to be talking about the Disney Marathon is because one of us is actually going to be running the Disney Marathon. So only, only one of us. You guess. Who do you think it will be? Okay. Guess right now. Then- it's... It's Richie. (laughs) (laughs) So it's Richie's going to be running the Disney marathon. And some people might be saying, oh, but that's not until January. Yes, that is true. But he is training very hard for it starting now. Mm. Well, not starting now. He's been training hard for it. And we just thought, oh, it'd be a great idea to talk about it and see how the training's going, what you're actually doing. And we're also going to go over some details of the race that we're learning about. Yes. Okay. So first, the next, well, the Disney Marathon, it happens in, and there's tons of marathons, by the way, but this is just the the Walt Disney World Marathon, not the Princess Marathon or the Tinkerbell Half. It's, It's the Walt Disney World Marathon. 
The weekend starts January 8th, which is a Thursday, and runs through January 12th. And on each of those days, there's different run events that are going to be taking place, but the actual marathon is on January 12th. I didn't know I was running the official one, honestly. Until you just <laughs> broke that all down. I thought it was just like one of, you know, five of them that are different. I didn't know this was like the official one. Well, they're all officially Disney, but, but this, is, this like, is the first, uh, I guess, race event that Disney actually held. Oh, it was the first one? Oh, sorry. Okay. My bad. I took that the wrong way. When you you took it. it directly like, oh, this, like, this is, is the, be the very first, first one. one. Like, and I'm like a guinea pig. That's what I thought initially. No. Okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> no. All uh, the other ones came after this one. Yeah, exactly. And so really quick, I just want to jump into some history that I found just brief tidbits about the, the Walt Disney World Marathon, since it seems that Richie is confused as to when it actually started. (laughs) (laughs) So the first marathon was in 1994. So this year is going to be, is going to be, you know, what's weird there. They said it was the 26th. I'm not doing my math right. Am I? The 26th year of the marathon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because 2020. That makes sense. Okay. Thank you. And you know what's crazy is how much the marathon has grown. So just the 26.2-mile marathon has grown from a little over 5,500 runners in 1994. Now there's over 20,000 runners of the marathon, not the half not the 5k or 10k but just the full marathon itself so it is a huge event it's crazy and then i saw online that because of those numbers this is actually the sixth largest marathon that's held Mm, that is a fun fact actually i mean it's it's a lot of people yeah and then what's even crazier is that it's the second largest for marathons that don't have some sort of a qualifier, you have to like apply to a lottery in order to actually run it because anybody can register for a Disney marathon. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter if you have a history of running, if you have already a personal best time from the New York marathon or whatever you might've done before, but this is really kind of a, a race for everyone, Yeah, which is pretty cool. And then I was reviewing the, the winners, And I think that this is something you'll be interested in. The history of the winners of the marathon itself have been dominated by Brazil. When you say dominated, what's that look like? So I would say, let's see. Like, is it that the majority of them are first place winners, like for every year? Or it's like they rank first? The first place winners specifically. So the marathon, there's a men's winner and a women's winner for both. But particularly the men have been dominated by men from Brazil. Mm. However, in in the half marathon, there were a couple of winner or men's winners from uh, Trinidad. Really, which is of Richie's, Richie's heritage. So yes, I thought he might be <laughs> interested in that. Both of my parents were born in Trinidad, and I was a, I am a first generation American. So yes, interesting. Yeah, but that was only the half marathon. So but for the full marathon, it's men's so Bra- the- men from Brazil. The Brazilians are who I have to challenge here. Yeah. (laughs) And actually, for the last three years, the same Brazilian woman has won the women's time. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. And uh, they're pretty fast. Yeah. Last year, the man, he, he ran the marathon in two hours and 18 minutes. 
And the woman was two hours and 45 minutes. Does this say the average mile time on there? Because I'd like to give people perspective as to like what it would take me to run it if I wanted to run it today. Let's see. So 120, 138. This is just a really, really rough guesstimate because <laughs> they do count seconds in, in a marathon. But the man, he ran it in just over, like, just over five minutes a mile. Oh, that's crazy. How, how, how much are you averaging right now? So in my training on a long run, so, so far, which we can dive into, but like so far on the longest run that I've done, I think the average was like, I think it was like 12 minutes. 12 minutes? Yeah, 12 minutes a mile. Okay. Why which is we... significantly slower than, than five that minutes. gentleman. <laughs> he can run two miles in some. Yeah. <laughs> two and a half miles in your one mile. But I'm sure like, you know, there's probably times where like some of that caliber, I mean, they're sprint. like at some point they're actually sprinting. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know exactly when, if it's in the beginning or the end, but my 12 pace is like constant. <laughs> like that is not changing. It's like a consistent trot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly correct. Well, why don't we go over some of your training since you kind of went that direction. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about how you kind of started your training off and kind of how it's going to be progressing just until January comes around. Yeah. So, um, I just as a for um, not a disclosure, <laughs> just as a disclosure, <laughs> I do consider myself to be like someone that like is athletic cause I've been doing sports. I've been doing sports basically my whole life. Um, you know, and I, I would say I worked, I've always worked out. Like I've always had some sort of physical activity levels, um, so like I didn't just kind of jump into like running where I feel like it would have been much more difficult if I was not someone that like always did sports or was, you know, always working out. Um, but I basically started the way I started training was I basically started running every other day. So, um, like if I ran Monday, I'd run Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, and then like in between I would go to the gym. So like I would, I would have a run day and then the next day would be a gym day or a rest day and then a run day. And then I started off by just doing like, I think it was just like two miles a day. That's how like I started. I did that for two weeks and I slowly, I slowly started like uh, increasing my, my increments of how long I would run. And then I think I got, when I got to like four or five miles, I run every run day, that was like my pre-training mm -hmm. I would consider. Because what happens is, is I did some research. I've never, this is going to be my first marathon. I've never run a marathon. I've never even run a half marathon. Um, I have run a 5K though. So, but a 5K is only three and a half miles or whatever that thing is. So, <laughs> so I've done that before officially, but this is going to be my first marathon. And what I found was I had to like look up training. Like I had to like look up like how do people train? Like what is the proper way? To, I didn't want to just start running and then like running, running, running all the time. So like without knowing what I was doing. <laughs> so I went online and there's actually an official, I, I forgot the dude's name, but there's an official Disney like training guide for beginners, um, you know, like intermediate people and expert runners. And there's like a training guide. Which is available on rundisney.com just yeah. so everybody can access it. And in that running guide, it's like you still are supposed to run three times a week, which technically is every other day. So Tuesday, Thursday and Saturday. And then in between, you could do cross training or have rest days, essentially. So mm -hmm. in that, but, and it's basically you look at it as like two week blocks. 
So the first week you run, you know, Tuesday, Thursday, and then Saturday's like considered a long run. But the next week of that one block, you run the Tuesday, the Thursday, but that Saturday is going to be considered a long run. Like an extra long run compared to the prior week of that block. And I think it starts at like those long runs start at like five miles. And then, you know, halfway through the training, it gets to be like 13 miles is that long run. And then closer to the race, you're, you're, I think at some point, like you actually run a marathon, like distance wise, even though like you're in training still. Mm-hmm. So, and, and the program that I'm doing and what I've seen for the most part, especially for people that like have never run a marathon before, like a 30, it's like a 30 week training program. Mm-hmm. So, so it's like going through a pregnancy. If, I don't well, know no, that's, math, that's actually too short, right? Yeah, that's too short. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why you brought that up, but <laughs> to compare marathon training to I don't know. I've pregnancy. been thinking about babies. <laughs> That's funny. Um, okay. Yeah. So. But you know, what's interesting, what's interesting for me is with Richie, he's a very confident guy and that's, that's one of the things I do love about him. However, <laughs> He, what's interesting is that he didn't feel like he really needed to train for a half marathon. And and I say that because he said very early on in his training, I could definitely run a half marathon right now, but he is really taking the full marathon very seriously. So why is there that distinction? Well, in high school, (laughs) in, in like the height of my training, when, when I say the height of my training, I wrestled in high school and like I, felt, I was in pretty good shape. And my senior year, my coach, like I've never run this type of distance in my life before, but like I did something and I actually got like in like really big trouble with with my coach. And he basically made me run eight miles. He's like, if you want to still be on this team, you have to go run. Sorry, not he said, if you want to be on this team, you have to go run like nine miles or something like that. And there was just no hesitation of that. I was like, all right, well, I got to go run nine miles now. Mm-hmm. And I just ran the nine miles. And between that and just understanding that a lot of marathon training is physical, like there's definitely a, like 100%, there, there has to be like, you have to have the physical ability to complete that. But a large part of it is a mental game. And I just feel like I have the mental strength to push through something like that, especially being that I can do it extremely slow and being that I was an, I'm an active individual, like my legs would be able to probably withstand that. Mm-hmm. that for the half marathon, that's why I thought like I can do it. And there's some people that like there's there's training that's like run walk, where like part of the marathon you're actually walking. Yeah. So like when I heard things like that, I was like, oh, I can probably do. I can. Pro-. And, and I didn't say like for, I don't know if for sure it would have been like it. I would say, I would say it confidently and just like talk my way into it. But I was pretty sure at that moment that I decided to do a marathon that I could have done a half. Mm-hmm. But now when I got to eight miles in my current training, that was extremely difficult. That's the most I've run so far in my training is eight miles. And like, I felt like I wanted, like my legs were not going to work anymore. (laughs) Well, it's hilarious because whenever you come home from these long runs, well, first, of course, you have the challenge of mapping eight miles in your own neighborhood, which depending on where you live can be difficult. Like where we live, there's no sidewalks. So, (laughs) but that's besides the point. Um, but when Richie comes home after these long runs, he says he's in instant pain. Yeah, no, it sucks. I laugh. Sorry. And it's, and it's hard too, like, 
because for me, I actually, I don't like running on like busy streets and on the sidewalk mm-hmm. because I'm just terrified of like, you know, especially in Miami, just people are crazy drivers. So I try to not run where there's like a lot of traffic. So that is a challenge, like finding where to run in like a calm place for eight miles. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But you've been okay so far. I think it'll be curious to see once you hit those, you know, 20 miles, those extra, extra long runs to see where you actually kind of route to. Yeah. And there's, there's more I have to learn because right now I'm not, I'm not dieting to someone that like is about to run a marathon. And I think you have to actually like replenish certain um, nutrients, nutrients like mm-hmm. as you as you run certain miles. I know just from a water standpoint, when I started running more than the six mile, like when I got to like the five mile mark, even I started getting really thirsty. So mm-hmm. when I first started training, I was not training with like a water bottle on me. But now, like now that if I'm ever going to run more than five miles, I have to have water with me or at least a, a station in between where I can stop and get water. Yeah. So he was leaving a water outside of our house initially so that he could stop kind of halfway through, take a sip of water and then continue on the run. But I mean, that's something very interesting that you literally had to go through the challenge of actually finding a water bottle that you would be comfortable taking with you for the whole time that you're running. Yeah. And there's other, like, I mean, there's like camelbacks and there's like things that go around your waist and all kinds of ways to you know, carry water with you. But for me, I just felt like all that stuff would be just feel weird and uncomfortable as it's like just there while I'm running. So I felt like holding something would be better, which also in itself presents its own challenges because like now I'm holding a bottle of water that like, and while I'm running and my biceps are just on fire. So like I have to like switch hands. I know. And it's a completely, it's not that it's heavy necessarily, but your arm tenses because you're actually carrying it. And it goes from my biceps to shoulders hurting. And then I have to, so I have to like rotate every mile. Like it's, that sounds horrific. Like I, and I don't, I can't say for sure because I'm not actually the one doing the training, but I feel like I would much rather have a camelback, which is like a backpack with a water pouch and a little straw that kind of comes out over your shoulder so you could sip it. Yeah, maybe I'll try that. I don't know. Just, I just because the weight distribution is so much e- more even. I just feel like having the bag like ch- 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 like on my back, like I'm just not. I don't know if that's gonna be okay with me. But for the way that it's sh- the way that it's shaped is is done in such a way where it actually hugs you. It's like a little koala for your back. <laughs> yeah, well, they should call it a koala back. We'll see. Maybe I'll try it out. Okay. Oh, they call it a camel back because because com- <laughs> of the water <laughs> hump of a camel. Yeah, you know that. Mind blown. <laughs> well, all right. So let's let's talk about some. So that's a great um, review of kind of how you kind of got your start on training, and it's wonderful that you're using a run Disney resource because that means a lot of people are going to be able to access it, and it's going to have the different starting points for mm-hmm. a lot of different uh, athleticism levels. Yeah, and I, and I did like I did actually look at other ones as well, just because I had my. You know, I was kind of skeptical, like just paying attention to the to the Disney one. So I'm like, all right, let me go double check and make sure mm-hmm. this is legit. So I actually looked at other ones and found that like that is in fact like a like what they have there is a great way to train. Perfect. Which is funny because they also they throw in a couple things that like are when I say a couple, I think there's just one thing extra that the Disney run training thing has, and it's called the met. Like I think it's called like the Magic Mile or something. Nice. And it's just, it's something like, it's some test that the guy says like, oh, if you can run this magic mile in X amount of time, you know, you're probably in good shape. But like Mm -hmm. no other training 
resource would say like the magic mile because it's not has nothing to do with disney yeah you know? so, so there's nothing magical about other trainings yeah yeah so. exactly that was cool that is cool so some things about the race when you're there on race day you're corralled so you're put into a different i guess it's, it's based on the time that you can that, like your finishing time so let me explain that yeah go ahead so if you if you're a, if you've run marathons previously and they're official marathons by like some organization i don't know the name of it but like you can and you have a documented time you can then be placed in a certain position when you start another um, race and those are called corrals yeah exactly mm -hmm. so um i don't have any previous um like times that i've recorded officially so i'm gonna get put probably all the way in the back but if you have any other recorded time then you get to be put in like other places or whatever and like mm -hmm. throughout that twenty thousand people yeah so what's interesting is that i hear just from other disney podcasters that when they've run the marathon, if they are kind of in one of those back corrals, they end up walking for a, I wouldn't say like too, too much, but maybe like the first mile because they can't break apart the people. So after that kind of first initial mile is when people actually start to break out and you can kind of move yourself up. That sucks actually. I didn't, I didn't know about that. I would have, yeah. damn, that sucks. <laughs> I would probably try to get my t a time in <laughs> before that. Well, you still can. There's no, marathons think, running all over the place, right? Yeah, but you, there's a certain, uh, you have to like do it by a certain time that Disney will count it. Oh. And I think, it, I think by the next, like I'm, I'm probably going to run a, an official half in the next couple months, but it's, I think it's past the time. Oh, bummer. Yeah. But you'll be fine. It's more about the experience, right? Yeah. But I like, it just kind of sucks. So like, I want to, I want to finish at like a good time, but I'm going to be hindered because there's 20,000 other people in front of me. Well, maybe when you're training, you should just walk for I the wanna, first. I like, beat the Brazilians. <laughs> I don't think you're going to be, beat the Brazilians, but, <laughs> but it's a good effort, good effort and good goal to, to work towards. So a little bit about the course. So the course actually goes through all four Walt Disney World theme parks and wide world of sports. Along the way, there's characters, there's music, there's so much Disney entertainment that what ends up happening, especially for Disney fans, maybe not as much you, is people stop along the way to take pictures or to record because it's, it's so much more than just getting the miles in because of all the stuff that's on the sidelines. That's really interesting. And the, <laughs> the reason I'd say that is because I don't know what it's going to be like to get to mile 20 or 25 or whatever. But when I was at mile seven and eight on my long runs, I was like solely focused on like just making it back home. <laughs> like, like it's I like had, your castle at the end of Main Street is yeah, home. Yeah, but what I'm trying to say is like I had no conception as to like or idea as to what was really going on around me. I was literally just looking at the road to make sure like I'm running straight and like just focusing on like getting home because mm -hmm. I was so tired. Yeah. So I can't even imagine what like if I'm going to be able to, especially if I want to actually run it, you know, like I can't imagine if there's going to be a time where I'm going to be able to, especially after mile 15, if I'll be able to like take in mm -hmm. the sights and stuff like that. I think you will. And the reason why I say that is because running here, like just in your hometown, wherever, it presents its own challenges of literally having to worry about traffic, having to worry about uneven, uneven pavement, you know, 
When you're going to be on the course, everything is going to be directed. Like you're gonna know exactly where to go. You're not gonna to have to look both ways before you run across somewhere. It's going to take kind of that mental weight where you can really just kind of focus on just your body and getting to the next mile. And, oh, look, there is Cinderella Castle. You can take a picture in front of it. You, specifically. I hear you. Oh, gosh. But I, it, the mental strength to like actively run something that long. Mm -hmm. I think it's one thing. Like I think if you go there to like your plan is to run three miles, stop, walk, do some things. Yes. Like I think maybe, but I want to run. Like you I want to get want me to personally. Yourself. I want to run it and like get mm -hmm. like a decent time. Like I'm, I'm not trying to compete with anyone, but personally, I just want to see like how long it would be able to take me to do something like that. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like the the mental strain that it's going to take past mile 15 to like keep that going. Cause like you have to think about like your breathing, like you're running. Cause at some point you have to think about how like your stride is and things like that. It just sounds like it's going to be a challenge. Well, of course to take, well, I'm saying obviously the, a challenge to run the race, but I feel like equal to challenge to take everything else in Yeah. as you're running that. Cause I feel like it's almost like you get tunnel vision, you black out because you're just focused on like, running yeah and that's that's another thing is you have to you can as you could be an elite runner but as a disney fan if you want to do all this stuff you still have to keep up a 16 minute mile in order before you get swept so if you get swept a van picks you up and takes you to the finish line so does it take you to the finish line or does it take you to like the next checkpoint do you know i don't know actually okay I've always, the way I envision it is like it, um, if the sweepers come, it is because, well, yeah, I don't know. That's mm -hmm. a good question. If anybody knows, please let us know. Yeah. Now, another, I wrote down a small list of things that you might have not considered. And <laughs> so I'm glad that we are, we are actually going over this. And then one of them is, of course, the entertainment on the, on the course itself. Another thing is costuming. Mm. For you. Yes. It is super popular to wear a costume as the runner on the course. Yes. I have thought about this. Ooh, tell me. What are your thoughts? I'm going to just be... I, my my goal is to be like similar to how these NASCAR people are with like all their like logos and stuff, but to promote the Walt Daily. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate that. Yeah. So that's that's how like hopefully I don't know how I'm gonna do it like I gotta figure that out but well I hope it involves a uh, some sort of a, a skirt a running I'm not skirt. A skirt oh okay I'm not wearing a tutu I think I've seen that too I'm not doing that okay <laughs> well tutus are itchy I just feel like it, I I wanna I wanna run in something like that I know like I'll be comfortable in but that will also say listen to the Walt Daily <laughs> <laughs> wonderful yeah I I am glad that you thought of costuming because I didn't expect that. <laughs> Um, another thing is the tradition is to actually have a full park day yeah. after you're done running. It's and I think we've gone problem. over this. So for, for, uh, back to the costuming thing, I cannot imagine myself running a marathon in a Buzz Lightyear costume. And I feel oh like gosh, I've seen that. Why did I think of Buzz Lightyear? I <laughs> totally see you as Buzz Lightyear. I just, like, I wouldn't be able to, maybe if it was just a shirt or whatever, but like. I don't know how much people take the costuming seriously. Oh, they take it seriously. There are accessories. But I, if I see, I will literally give someone a, a legitimately like sincere high five. If I someone runs a full marathon in, in a full 
buzz light your costume. You'll literally be high-fiving people all over the place. You'll be like, pew, 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 yeah, high fives everywhere. That's crazy. Yeah. It is crazy, but it's awesome. Yeah. And I wonder if you should probably train with the costume on that <laughs> note. Um, It'd be funny <laughs> if I see someone training with that. You'll be like, hey, man, I'll, I'll see you there. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing, not that this is something that you're going to do this time around, but to consider for the future are the different race challenges that they have. So they have the Goofy Challenge, which is running the half marathon on Saturday, then running the full marathon on Sunday. And then the Dopey Challenge, which is running the 5K Thursday, the 10K Friday, and then the half and then the full marathons. So I I plan to do these things, given that I survived this first marathon. <laughs> Survival is key <laughs> at the moment. So one of the factors that also came into my mind about my confidence, one that I initially told you that I could definitely run a half marathon and that I'll be able to do this full marathon Mm -hmm. is the fact that there are human beings today that are called um, ultra athletes and ultra runners that run races that are at a minimum 50 miles. And a lot of them are 100 to 150 miles races that people do within um, like a certain time period. Usually it's within 24 hours. And so, and the way I heard about this is a guy named David Goggins. He's like a military, like Marine, like a uh, Navy SEAL guy. Like he's like this crazy athlete. And uh, hearing that how not only him, but there's other people out there that run these races that are a hundred miles long. I'm like, Psh, I could probably do a marathon if that's like the situation. <laughs> and because of that, I also think that I would eventually be able to do, you know, cause like it, during the training, I think I have to run a 5k that week anyway. Oh. <laughs> so it's like the hard part becomes the mar- the half and then like the half and then the marathon. Like that's going to be a challenge, but I think the following year given that things go well, I might look to do the 5k and then the marathon. Yeah. And then maybe again if survival happens I will consider seeing how I can train for the full thing. Yeah. So. Wow. Okay. But so it's, did you explain it? What it was? Yeah. So you run a five and then the 13 and then the marathon. I don't think you. 5K, 10K, half marathon, full marathon. Yeah. Yeah. Is it a 10K also? I thought it was just the, I thought it was just three events. Four events. I was four. Yeah. So. But anyways, it's cool to think that you've thought about that. Yeah. Didn't expect that. You know what is interesting? The half marathon is $2 cheaper to register for than the full marathon. So for $2, you can get twice the Disney fun. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Literally. It's very interesting. Yeah. Well, I feel like at some point it's like there's no extra cost anyway. Technically. Yeah. I would imagine to run it. So it's all, it's literally, it's literally all profit. <laughs> like oh, the well, two bucks defi- is like. Definitely profiting. Yeah. <laughs> all right. What else you got? So I guess just on a final note is where the non runners can be while your favorite, you're cheering on your favorite runner going on the course. They have these things called Disney sells cheer, cheer squad packages or cheer packages. 
and it's like special it's a it's you can buy a special access to prime seating where you can get a, a glimpse of the runners and there's other little goodies that go a part of it it is something that you have to register for registration's not open yet but that's exactly what i'm planning on doing and i think that it'll be fun it'll be our first full-on disney marathon experience yeah. and i bought this shirt that it says i support my husband's run Disney habit <laughs> and I'm planning on wearing that, um, on race day. Nice. Yeah. So you know what I wanted to say? One last thing. Did we talk about weather? No, <laughs> I'll never forget in 2010. I, well, I believe it was 2010, but I'll never forget the actual experience because me, my dad and my brother went up to Disney and we did not know it was marathon weekend. It was literally 30 degrees. It was freezing, like literally freezing because there were puddles on the, on the ground that were frozen and it was so cold. Hmm. How do you plan to, if that's the case, how do you plan to make adjustments on race day? I don't. <laughs> I don't <know. laughs> still gonna your, your marathon, uh, your yeah. I, I hope, You're still going to run in your marathon, your Walt Daily tutu or whatever? I mean, I would hope that that's not the case, like that it's that cold because that's going to suck if it is that cold. But like, I mean... I guess like there's some days that it's cold in Miami that I'll be running during that time anyway. So maybe yeah. I'll like, maybe I'll know what it's like, but that's just one of those things that I'll just have the confidence to like understand that my body has the physical ability to do it. And I'll just, my mind will just have to overpower the, the cold. Luckily you'll have your adrenaline working for you. Yeah. Cause I'm sure that you'll be adrenaline filled. Yeah. So yeah. Any last words? No. What do you plan on eating the night before race day? That I don't know as well, um, because I because I have noticed that because I've been running so often, and um, I'm starting to know how I feel during some of the runs. That when I eat certain things, I can feel that, like I can feel different as I'm running. So I really need to figure out what I'm going to eat prior to. I also need to figure out again, like what I'm going to eat during, because. I, during the training, I need to figure out what do I need bars like after I get to mile 10 in my training, what do I need to have on me that I need to eat. So they do have race course refreshments, but I mean, you still need to train like that, I suppose. Yeah. But do those refreshments have, I don't, what are, do we know what those are? Is it just water? There's water. And then there's in previous years, I believe they've had like go-go squeeze, like little applesauces. And I'm sure it's plenty of sponsors showcasing their products. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I still have a lot to do in terms of understanding how to get all the way to the twenty six point two. Because right now I can I can do right now I can do ten for sure. <laughs> I can do a ten mile run right now. Anything beyond that, I I need more information. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully we can update listeners later on in the process once we get a little bit closer to see how you're doing. And anybody out there, if you're training for the Disney Marathon, if it's your first, if it's your 21st, let us know. We'd love to hear it. Yeah. I'd love to hear it. Richie needs the words of motivation. So please <laughs> contact us. Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's it. Great. All right, everyone. Follow us on your favorite social media platforms. Check out thewaltdaily.com. Add us on your Alexa flash briefing. When I say us, I mean Lori. Her flash briefing is amazing. Thanks. It's not just because we're married. No, we're really good. <laughs> you, oh, like yesterday, I was like, can you play that? Because I wanted to hear it. And she like, didn't let me hear it. I had to like listen to it some other way. It's ridiculous. Well, I want to hear it sometimes. Well, I don't 
much. I'm not even a Disney like fanatic like a lot of people are. Like you guys love it. <laughs> I'm like okay with it and I still want to hear some of that stuff. Thanks. Yes. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. We hope this brought a little bit of magic to your day and we'll see you at the end of the race. We'll prize you before that. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye!